Hello, this is the Potter's Podcast. It's a new year, because we didn't do one last week, obviously. That wasn't my fault as well. I'm Kelly. Yes, we know. Boris's fault. He put me in a panic. Well, <laughs> Boris has put everybody in a panic at the moment. We're all back in tier, some, some kind of new tier. Tier 50. <laughs> tier 50. You can't do anything again. It's back to being where it was before. But again, I'm still working. I'm me. So what difference does it make? I don't really know. Boris, I think Boris has lost the plot now. He looks knackered as well. He looks like he needs a good break. Well, he's got less air every day, I think. Right, well, it's everywhere, I know. It's not, <laughs> it's not the best, is it? Right, so coming back to Stoke, it hasn't really been the start we wanted to the new year, really. No, two defeats. and it, it, I don't think we scored no. yet. I'm not sure, but I don't think we have. No. We haven't really looked like scoring, to be honest. No, I, I can't really draw too much on last year. They're a cracking side, Leicester. Well, yeah, that's the obvious thing we would have to cover mostly is the FA Cup. We decided to play Leicester and got absolutely played off the park second half. Yeah, and and it just shows how far Leicester have come in sort of the last five years since. I mean, I remember playing them away one just after Christmas and they were the worst side I'd seen. Mm, that's when that PS was in charge, but after yeah, that they've just gone. They've just the gone, sh- yeah. And, and the thing is, they've got. They've got a good core group of youngsters as well, so you can see Leicester being right up there for the next five or six years, I think. Yeah. Um, and they don't really seem like that much of a... I know they've sold one or two big players, but I wouldn't necessarily call them a selling club as such. I mean, they made big profits on them players. Oh, yeah, they've made a lot of money on players, yeah. yeah. They I don't mean, sell them cheap. No, and Maguire's gone, and to me, it's probably the best bit of business for Leicester I've ever seen. I don't know, Mores, 90-odd million, 80 million for him. But you'd have kept Mores, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't have him. Over Robin Matton, though. Of course, we're going to cover him. Obviously, we've got the transfer covering up. First off, we're going to do the player ratings. We're going to talk about, obviously, bits about the future of the club. And the future of the club is, I'd say, good. So we'll go with that. Who knows? Who knows what tomorrow brings? You just don't know, do you, at the moment? No, to be fair, at the end of the year, like discussing last year, last year obviously was a bit of a joke because of COVID. It's it's been a nightmare. I can't even remember the last time I went a game. But we just got to draw a line and written out that soon or next season we can finally start going again. Well, you just got to, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for the smaller clubs that are further down the tier. Uh, how many of them are going to survive? Um, that's the thing that worries me. Is it's not just about Stoke. It's about every club because you're seeing. There's only so much money that, that that can be handed out to these clubs, and a lot of them rely heavily on attendances from fans, don't they? And that that's the thing. It's, I mean, we're quite fortunate that we have got owners that have got a bit of money behind them, but there's plenty of clubs that haven't, and they do run hand to mouth a little bit, especially when you're looking at League Two, the conference, mm. and and it'd be a shame to see some of these clubs because some of them have been around for a long time. Well, it so, has, but. Not only that, at the moment, there's been a lot of postponed games at the moment because of outbreaks of COVID-19. I mean, is there a chance that we could all be going back into another lockdown where there's no football? Well, I mean, listening to the radio this morning, I think a lot of people do think that this is a bit lax, this lockdown, because there's a lot of people who are at work this time that weren't last time. There's a lot of places open that weren't open last time. Yeah. So, for me, if you're looking at when he started all this, when he put us back into tier four just before New Year, then five, six days later he's in lockdown as he just breaking us in gradually. Because the numbers look high at the moment. You're looking at, I think it was 1,038 that died on Friday. 
that's a big number. That's what we're looking at back in March. Yeah. Them sort of figures. So, to me, if them figures don't change in the next seven to ten days, then I can see more places closing down. I know we don't want that, but it's got to be done. That's a lot of people dying in one day. The thing that's got to change is I don't understand why it just doesn't do a flat. You can only go to the shop. That's it. That's it, yeah. Just for two weeks, just to get rid of it while this vaccine's being rolled out. Yeah. At the end of the day, the vaccine's being put forward and, and all that stuff, and people don't want to take it, people do. I'm one who's definitely for it. The quicker you can have that vaccine, the better. Yeah. Because I've had COVID. I can talk from different experiences than most people. I've had it and I've had it bad. There's a lot of people who said they've had it, but I've had no symptoms. I had symptoms. I was stuck in bed for six weeks, and to be honest, only just recently, probably in the last month, I've started to feel actually myself. feel myself and actually have energy to to do anything about lethargic for a good two months after I got yeah. caught COVID. It, I can understand why if, if certain people are getting worse scans than the one I had, they, they could be dying. But the thing is, the way it affects football is that I want football to still go on because it, get, it does at least bring a bit of normality to your life. But if they have to close it down, they have to for the good of people. But it does give you something to, to sort of look forward to at the weekend, the, the weekend yeah and, and that's the thing it's even though we can't go you can still follow us and still play and it's still something you can watch on, on Saturday it, it's it, but at the same time you've got to look at the Villa game on Friday the entire squad that's isolated so the kids played that that's not ideal because if you look at Villa's side well, I don't understand why theirs wasn't postponed where others have well City been. had two and it was postponed yeah the two cases postponed it but Villa had the entire team, and it wasn't postponed. That just proves, I mean, that proves that money talks, doesn't it? Or, or they want to play, no matter what, just mm-hmm. get it out of the way. But you've got to look at Villa this season and think, well, they've got a good enough side. Have a go, really. They've had some, they, they played well this season, and you think the cup could have been something, they could have had a right crack at. Yeah, they've got good players, yeah. Though, yeah. So, which you'll, you'll probably feel a little bit hard done by. I know there's not, it's out of their control, but um, I think we've had one case and the entire club staff uh, that's had to self-isolate that come out on Friday. So, but that could be somebody, it could be someone, not groundsman, it could be anybody, they didn't actually say who it was. So, as far as I know, playing and coaching staff, there's nothing. So, but like I say, I, I just think, I can't see any break from this while everyone's still at work. It just doesn't make sense to me. Two people got pulled in a car in Penkridge the other day and got fined two hundred pound because they were driving round. So, <laughs> so they're going to start pulling me when I'm driving down Birmingham for work. You might start having fines. You're going to exactly. take your boss, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a fine again. Got another one. We <laughs> just piled up on the dash. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, Birmingham again? Yeah. It's another. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It is, and something needs to change. Because. Like I say, there'd be a lot of people who are listening now who may have relatives who've they've either lost or come very close to, and they'll be sitting there saying, well, this isn't good enough. Things have got to change, things have got to improve, and obviously it's not a nice time at the moment. As long as everyone stays safe and follows the law and, you know, doesn't start getting Penkridge for a trip. Take a trip. What, <laughs> what killed me the most was, as it said... They were driving round Penkridge. I said, what, round the block? It's tiny Penkridge. You're <laughs> just driving yeah, around the roundabout. It would take 10 minutes to drive all the way around Penkridge. Maybe yeah. they were just a bit confused why they were driving round the block in Penkridge <laughs> over and over again. You're probably just sick of the sight of each other and thought, change of scenery. Yeah. It's got them fine. 
Right, so now we'll go into the game. Obviously, Stoke, for the first time in five years it's been now, trying to win a, an FA Cup match, which obviously didn't happen. But we'll go into the player ratings. Obviously, it starts off with Joe Berzik, who I thought had a fantastic first half, made some solid saves, especially the first one for him. Harvey, no, both from Harvey Barnes, good saves. Yeah. Could do nothing about Justin's. It's an absolute world. Oh, it's it, a really? fantastic strike that yeah. was. I mean, you could good. have three goalkeepers. I mean, now I can see from just that performance alone why Tommy Smith isn't getting in the side anymore. Yeah. I, I really, he got schooled. He did. Harvey Barnes, he was, he was never there. Well, Every got, time Harvey Barnes broke forward or had the ball in our half, there was no Tommy Smith near him. Yeah, and you've got to look at Justin and think, well, two years ago he was playing League One football. Yeah. That, uh, do you know what I mean? And that, that's the thing, you're looking at him there thinking he's he's ready for first-team football in the Premier League every week. And and, and that's that's the difference when it comes to us signing players because we were interested in Justin and didn't get him. Yeah, I think he wanted him. I think he was desperate for him once a year, Nathan Jones. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go with a steady five for Joe Berge. I was going to go with a seven because I can't really see anything. At the end of the, I, know I know four goals have gone in, but the thing is, really, much you could do about many of them, really. Well, there is, but how I mark it, I always start, I start every game as a five, and then I'll go up and down if I see anything particular, and there was nothing particular. <laughs> he conceded, he conceded four goals. Yeah. He, he wasn't shouting enough for me as well, and to be honest, I, I'm, no one's going to get more, more than a bloody six in this game. To be honest, I could probably say he was man of the match. To be honest, Berzik at times. He made some good saves. He, made, he, he did do well. It's a big game for him as well, if you think of it. Yeah. It's a massive game. Gave, he, top he's six, a good so. keeper. The yeah. thing is, we've got a good keeper there. We just need to improve what's He'll good. learn a lot from that game. Yeah. That's the hope. I think it's been a bit of a wake-up call for us Stoke fans. Because even though we've had the odd result where it's got a bit against us, we haven't got battered this season at all. Defensively, we've been we've been good, and even with the injuries, we've kept going. It's only been of late, sort of back end of Christmas time into the new year, where we've started shaking a bit. Whereas before, you saw opening the papers on a Sunday, going injured, 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 injured. Then we'd win one nil, yeah, or you'd get a yeah. point, and, and you're thinking, what a great squad we've got, what unity we've got. We can just yeah. keep rotating That's what players. I mean. It was a big wake up call. It was a result that needed come just to go. We need we, we need we need yeah. signings. We need improvements, right? So a welcome return as well for Ryan Shawcross back in the side again. And to be honest, he a beautiful little flip to get Sam Vokes in for the miss of the season. But to be honest, he still looks way off the mark for me. He did second off towards the end of second half. He did look wayward. Yeah. He looked laboured. You could see him blowing in the final twenty yeah. minutes to our final thirty minutes. And I, I thought, to be honest, his subs were poor, Michael O'Neill, which we'll cover up when we rate him. I'll give him a, I'll give him a five wow. for the return because, I, to be fair, in the first half he looked good again. He, he looked sharp. He was leading. He was telling Suter. And I think that's what Suter needs as well as a good player alongside him like Ryan. I think, I think, in all, in all honesty, I understand where Michael's coming from with Shawcross. A big, a big game against Leicester. He's got bags of experience in these bigger games, but at the same time, he'd be lucky if he's fifty percent match fit. And and you just think maybe we got hammered anyway. You might as well just play. I think it was just about giving him ninety minutes, wanting to get him back and see what he can do. Because Michael yeah. O'Neill hasn't really had him 
other than the two times he's been injured. So it, 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 it's probably a good little tester for Ryan just to prove that he can do 90 minutes. And I know he was blowing towards the end because he hasn't played 90 minutes now for nearly two years. Yeah. But at least he's back. And, and having a, a captain like that, a proper leader, focal point at the back, good good partner, of, obviously, for Suter in the future. Because I believe Michael O'Neill wants a back four. He just hasn't got the players. So he's yeah. making what he... He's doing what Rowett and Nathan Jones weren't clever enough to do which was to play whatever system's needed to get results, even if yeah. it's a nil-nil draw or a one-nil win. At least it gets points on the board. Like I say, I'll give him a five. Yeah. And that's been generous, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, I was going four. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit generous, to be honest. Uh, Harry Suter is next. Um, he didn't really do a foot wrong till the, the, the fall apart in the last 20 minutes. We lost a lot of shape. In, in the second half. That's because of the subs, which I'll cover when we get down to Michael O'Neill. I mean, it was a good test against Barnes, but I don't think Suter should have been marking Barnes. That should have been the job of the right-back, but I don't know where he was going. And to be honest, I think Suter was the only shining player in that game. Mm-hmm. He, he sort of... He did his job, and it's like... I've never seen a player as good as him on one-on-ones, except a young Ryan. Yeah. One on one, he never he never loses. It's like Barnes ran at him, tackle, tackle. He's he has he's a good player, and we're look to be honest, the level we're at and how poor we've been over recent years, we are lucky to have him. Yeah. And to be honest, I'll I'll give him man of the match. I'm going to give him six. To be honest, I should. I thought he played well. <laughs> That's going to be a record on it. Man of the match six. <laughs> we lost four nil. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to give anyone. A, give him a ten. <laughs> Got me a six, and I thought he did well. Yeah, I just, for me, defensively as a unit, I, I can't really pick anybody out individually for some of the goals. I just think collectively, especially the last two, we just, we, you could pick holes in the defence at times. Yeah. And is that, is that Ryan? Should he organise us a bit better at that point? I no, don't know. I think, he, I think what happened is the substitutes didn't help us in any shape or form. And I mm. think the problem was we've got... Alan, who's not match fit. We've got John Obi McCallum, who isn't match fit. We've got Ryan Shawcross, who isn't match fit. But McCall should be match fit now. No, he's only just come back from his injury, hasn't he? He's only really yeah. just come back. So, um, how, how much longer of the season can he keep sitting there saying he's not match fit? We were saying Nobody was. Nobody was. He eventually did get match fit and become an important player. But the problem is, he got that injury. And when you're 33, you don't recover like a 22 year old, do you? Right, come on, let's go. He's not made of chocolate though, is he? He's like melting all the time. Yeah, but he, you know, he, he's, he just, like Michael O'Neill said at the end of the game, we're just trying to get 90 minutes in with McCall because he, he came back fit, didn't he? Yeah. But then broke down again and ended up having a couple of weeks off and then tried to get back in. So I can see what he's trying to do, but you know. It's like the retirement term. <laughs> still is, but we, we, we're changing. <laughs> Speaking of retirement term, Danny Batts was next in. First game in a while, actually. Yeah, to be fair, he was an aerial threat, especially in the well, the whole game. Really, he was the only one sort of winning an edit, which Sam Vokes needs to learn. And um, <laughs> he took a, he took a bad whack in the eye for for his troubles as well, trying to get his head to a couple of balls. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about another player later on that I thought was quite impressive on it as well. But I'll give him a five, Danny Bart. Yeah, he, he, he was good in the air, but we all know his problem is afraid pace. Pace, what are you going to give him? I'll give him a five. What are you supposed to do with that defence? We're too deep. We're all over the place. We had no... We just, uh, I don't know, we had no structure at all. 
And I can't blame one person because I think collectively they're all as bad as each other at times. Yeah. Well, so now we move into for me worst player on the pitch, which was Tommy Smith. Let Justin go poorly for the first goal, and had a tough afternoon struggling to catch up with Alex. Harvey Barnes. I felt sorry for him a little bit, especially when he had to mark Justin because he's so quick and Smith was just getting overrun at times. He did just get overrun, he got overrun every time. Yeah, you could see the fear in his eyes when he had the ball. But we already know that. You can't play in this division with that sort of right back as far as I'm concerned. You'd be better off playing with someone who's not as good at defending but quicker. You just need somebody to track these players because yeah, so much quicker. The problem is with Tommy Smith, he's, he's rubbish at both, isn't he, Addy? Like when, <laughs> when, you, when you look at Glenn Johnson, Glenn Johnson, he, he wasn't great defensively, but what he was good at was breaking forward. And he was good at joining in and overlapping with Shakiri and, and being that pace that Shakiri didn't have. But then defensively, he fell apart. Tommy Smith doesn't have the pace to get up there. He's got a good cross, but that seems to be it. And I just... Looking at him, you can understand why it's desperate to bring a new right back and left back in. Yeah. Because those problems are still there. But we were saying this 18 months ago. I was saying this five years ago, to be honest. But the problem's still there. Um, I'm going to give him a free because I thought he was shocking hard to Tommy Smith. Yeah. I remember at one point, the commentator was talking in the first half about where's Tommy Smith when Harvey Barnes broke down the left side. He said, where's Tommy Smith? He was near the halfway line. Yeah. What's he marking James Justin for when there's a player run through on goal? Yeah, not good enough. No. Not good enough at all. I found a few times he was far too close to centre half, and you're thinking you're leaving so many gaps either side of yourself. He was he, he looked way off for me. It, I don't know. He's it's another position that, like I say, I know he had his hands full against. Let's face it, two young lads who. They're going to go far, I think, in this game. But because James, but the thing is, James Justin isn't even a left back, so he's, he's right footed. So you know he's going to come in. He's so, why did, so, side, yeah. so why didn't you get too close to him so you could stop him doing it? He was just standing ages away from yeah. him, and they just went round him like he was like yeah. a statue. Yeah, he's made of stone at times. Honestly, at times I thought watching him defend, I thought he was a cutout. Yeah. I thought he went have a pint. Not good enough. Three from me. Three. Yeah. That's being kind, I think, for the answers. No. <laughs> I could have said one, to be honest, but I don't really want to do one. People would say I'm negative. Right, James McLean. Boom. On the left-hand side. Very um, quiet, I think. He had a chance, didn't he? He had one chance. To be fair, though, he was being overran by a player that I don't think has got a tired situation, which was... Castagni or whatever his name was oh, he yeah. ran all game yeah. in the 90th minute he was still running as quick as he was in the first minute Mark, yeah. who's this player what's first team football <laughs> <laughs> well he does he plays quite regular apparently but I've, I've, I've never really heard of him and I tell you what his he's energy levels through the roof Yeah. something else we're going to talk about later on as well but I mean All Brighton I've always rated All Brighton I think he's a very good player and an underrated player as well. Yes, yeah. Especially when Leicester won the league. I was very surprised he didn't get a call up for England. Yeah, he did well that season. Uh, I, I, um, he's a good player. He always ends up getting back in the Leicester side. doesn't matter what happens. He'll be replaced by someone. And then three weeks later, he's back in the in the, in the Leicester side. i just got to say that he's, he's probably a good character. And see, that's the thing. Um, it, sometimes players, what they lack in ability... They make up for in, in in their own attitude towards the game. If they first in at the training ground and last out, 
and always on time and stuff like that and work hard he can get you through at times and the thing is he has got ability as well because I I thought his career at Villa was pretty dead and buried but he's had such a good career at Leicester when yeah, you think about yeah. it he always got like I say he always, he always finds it. he did it at Villa as well when he lost his place to I can't think who it was but then he, he broke back in yeah. he just always does it and to be honest he's not going to get an eye mark James McLean because he was massively at fault for the second goal, the old Brighton one, because there was a long ball from Taylor, which yes, was a great ball, but McLean just sort of let him pass and then slipped over the white line and then <laughs> slipped after it's and then old Brighton got in and got on his left foot, had all the yeah. space in the world. Poor, just poor. He's, I know we can all sit here and keep saying the same position, but still, that's you still don't make errors like that. No, especially at clinical points where you can cut in and we but know he's left foot. We wait for that goal. But yeah, that we're open because of him. He should have yeah. been marking his man, but he wasn't. He, he he ran and then left him and then ran back and slipped. Yeah. Poor. I'm gonna give him a two. Two. The, the, the only reason why he's got a two is because he had that sh- that weak team shot at Casper Schmeichel. <laughs> the only reason why he's getting a two, he'd have a zero otherwise. Not a left back and not good enough at all. Yeah. I'm not. I know we were playing against a team that's feared in the Premier League, and I know that these are a good side, but I'm still annoyed at the lack. Of focusing energy that they were putting in, even if even it's simple stuff, read the game. Yeah, it's not hard to read the game. There's still, there's still, there's, like you say, there's still cracks there aren't there, that need. Yeah, it, it's called left back and right back. It's wingers, it's wing yeah. areas again. Yeah. Tommy Smith only joined last season. He ain't good enough, no. and, I, and I said that last season. You brought Morgan Fox in. He can't even get in because they're playing McLean there because he's that. He's not good enough. Yeah. And we know that McLean's more deadly going forward. Well, we we know that we, we, he's played at left back before for us, and it just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It's not a position for him. That's why I'm giving giving him a, a generous thing. Two. Yeah. What are you giving? I'll give him a three. Try and keep his chin up. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> <laughs> when he leaves, <laughs> we'll talk about after. Uh, John Ubi McCall didn't waste as many passes this week. <laughs> This has always been his problem, I've noticed. He just keeps giving the ball away. Um, and wasn't far away with a left foot volley as well in the first half. It was not really on target for me. He's going to come into this club. Well, he has come into this club, should I say, and just fizzle away. That That's my thoughts on him. But <laughs> the, the, the problem is, age. the problem is with John Owen McCall, I'm, I'm happy with him because I think he has improved us. He's improved the first team because he's got that quality in short range passing and he knows how to play as a proper holding midfielder because the only other one we've got that's close to it is Jordan Cousins but the, I don't like how because Jordan Cousins has been playing well he was up for player of the month but then John Obi McCall gets fit and he's straight in yeah. I, I do believe we know, we all know Jordan Cousins is hit and miss but I think he is still more mobile than John Obi McCall oh he's mobile yeah is he getting in through his name well, it's something to do with that. But the thing is, what what's good about it is that he will fade away now. We all know that because he's he's fifty-four. He's a short-term fix. Well, he's a four. He's thirty-four now. He, he hasn't. Got, he's forty-four. He's forty-four. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he's thirty-four now. He's he's getting to those ages where he's going to start struggling. His legs are going to go. He can't play regular football. So, to be honest, he was probably the only kind of bit of class we had in the midfield against Leicester yeah. it was men against boys I don't mind admitting him but to be honest he won a fit and you can I, sp- sp- I suppose if you look at it on paper if you if you go back to sort of this time 
last year when we were shipping goals and then you come to this point now where we aren't shipping I know we did yesterday but I mean in the league then it makes sense to signing us because you look at when we got when Leeds and got battered was, there was games where we really would ship goals all over the place Mikel's come in he's changed the defence around a little bit and we are a tighter unit in the league Yeah. so the signing does make sense but it's only on a short term thing really only too short term but that's what not. that's what I like about it now because look at the waste of time we bought in like a phobia who were like in the 20s late 20s players like Klukas and all these other players like Sam Vokes as well wait till he comes up and um, you've got players that are towards the end of the careers because the problem is if you pay big money for a 28 year old he'll either work or he won't so he's finished so the thing is what I've noticed under Michael O'Neill since his first season since the summer he's brought experience in but he's got it in for nothing and I don't mind that I don't mind bringing a 32 year old in as long as it didn't cost us anything and he's only on a one year deal or a two year deal because if he doesn't work out he's gone at the end of the season or he's gone after two years and he, he won't be on high wages no. so it does work out and the thing is with John Obi McCall he'll get a four from me but I can't really say anything else he, he was overrun and yeah. towards towards the end of the game he should have been replaced he was leggy he was yeah. he, he's, he's just come back from an injury it was silly to keep him on the pitch for 90 minutes it's not it's an FA Cup match it's not a training game it's not a youth team match yeah. you sub him off when he get when he get the starts to tie I think I think the worst thing for Stoke from before we even kicked the ball yesterday was the thing with Leicester is when I have seen them lose it's normally against the team that can hit them on the break and they've got pace themselves because for me if I was a manager I'd be setting up and saying right we sit in deep and we catch these on the break but the problem is we have no pace to catch people on the break we're not clinical enough and we don't move up the pitch that quick No, we, so we, we were, were dead and buried before it even blew it that, that's been our problem all season why we, we struggle to score goals because we just don't have any pace no. the only bit of pace we have is got is injured so we're really struggling at the moment and this is why the January Wendy couldn't have come at the right time because we had Campbell got injured just before we got the odd result but we aren't scoring goals and a major reason of that is a lump up front that we'll talk about next but first we'll talk about Joe Allen now Joe Allen this is the first performance where he actually looked like he belonged on that pitch of a Premier League team yeah. he was energy he was pushing up the pitch he was lively he was trying to get in there and then towards the end of the first half he was nullifying he started to nullify James Justin stopping running forward as much he was getting in there and blocking his runs and stopping him from running. He was the only bit of class we had there, which is why he's going to get a five. Yeah, and, and he certainly is a match fit as well. He's been out for a long, long time and he has something that we have missed in, in games. There's no doubt in that, especially under O'Neill. We saw the difference in him when O'Neill first came in. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if we can get him back to what we know he can do, then he'll help us on towards the end of the season. But the thing is, well, well, I'll say why he's got a five. Because people say I've been thinking, uh, give him a bit of a good reading there. Second half, he was pointless. I can't remember him touching the ball. I can't remember him moving forward. He looked tired. Yeah. And to be honest, fair enough, because he's, he's been out for near enough a year. He looked tired, he looked leggy, and everything was sliding away. He was off fault for the James Justin first goal as well. Because it wasn't just Tommy Smith that watched him walk past. Joe Allen did as well. The thing is, we need to, he needs to bleed these players in slowly. When we come up against the Wickham, 
give him 90 minutes. Yeah. They're a weaker team. We can, we can, we've got other players that can hold the fort. But you don't give him 90 minutes against Leicester, the team that are feared in the Premier League, and have got more internationals. They're than the we. last team you want, really. Uh, they are they're the last team you want. Well, you've got to think about it. You've got Leicester, you've got more internationals than a crackhead's got teeth. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. So, it, 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 the thing is, the, the, Joe Allen gets a five. We need him back, but we need him back fully fit. Playing him in 90 minutes here, there and everywhere could get him injured again. It, it is silly, and this is where I'm starting to get a little yeah. bit miffed with the manager, which we'll discuss when we do his overall rating. I'm still happy with him. The last team you want to play, them and Liverpool, it's the way they play. They just keep running and running and pressure and pressure and pressure. And if you've got a few lads who are at full fitness, you'll get hammered. You'll get absolutely yeah. hammered because they, they'll destroy you. Well, they'll be sitting there tonight going... That I'm absolutely shattered after that game because that's what they are about. Brendan Rodgers has always been about that. Yeah. Because he, he was like that at Liverpool, but the problem is he flew forward and couldn't get back. <laughs> that's why they lost the league in the end. But yeah. that constant, constant after the ball, chase every last thing. Well, that's what I mean. They didn't even have Vardy in and they still absolutely picked us apart like we weren't there. They had three or four players that weren't playing. I mean, I'll be honest, that centre-back they've got is one of the best I've seen for a long time, yeah. that Fofani. I mean, to be fair to Jacob Brown, who we'll talk about after, but Joe Allen, not for me. What, what are you going to rate him? I'll, I'll go five. Right, so we go Sam Klukas, and I might have to go back on my score here because I'll give me man of the match six, which was Harry Suti. Now, the thing is with Sam Klukas, to be fair to him, he was his only real attacking outlet, which doesn't say a lot with the way we played. But to be honest, his dead ball was really good, yeah. especially in the first half. His crossing into the box was good, we just had no one in there at the clinical points, or Leicester defended them well. I think he did do well. He was pushed out by the left back, he was just too quick, and he was just knocking him, knocking him out of the game. I think the problem for Sam at the moment is the problem when he first comes Stoke is he loses his way when he's in and out the team a bit because let's face it he has been this season he's been in he's been out he's been in he's been out and when he has a run of games you notice a difference he he needs to be playing and he hasn't started well this season as we've documented before neither of the t- neither all the players last season that were all up for the player of the year award well ours haven't like they, like they have last year Sam Klukas was amazing last year and I thought what a midfielder he is and then this season McLean as well McLean, McLean's another one but to be fair he hasn't been on the wing like he was last season but Klukas we, one thing I, I do like about him is he has got a good left foot on free kicks I don't rate it as much on corners but free kicks where he can whip it across but he was our outlet for goals as well yeah he scored goals well to be honest if one of Klukas last season would have gone down he scored that many important goals yeah. last season. And we need that back. We need his goal scoring back. We need him hitting from 20 yards again yeah. and, and, and testing it out. Uh, I'll give him a six, actually, because I think his dead ball was brilliant and I thought he was his only real ch- chance of a goal, really, was going to yeah. come through him. Yeah. So I'll give him a six. But he's still not man of the match, so I'm still going to give the average to <laughs> Right. Now, Jacob Brown. Now, to be fair, Jacob Brown, like they said in the commentary, he's a handful. He he, run, he doesn't stop running. He chased Fafana down every time. 
Fair enough, he hasn't got the quality, and he did annoy me in the first half where McLean was through, and he decided to have some tame shot that Casper Schweiger stopped with his left foot. Yeah. It was it might as well not bothered. And um, other than that, though, but when he went onto the right side, he become useless. Yeah, he's no wingy. No. But the thing is, what I saw about him in that game, I think he could be the knock-on man and the replacement for Stephen Fletcher. I think he's a centre forward. He didn't strike it. He's, he's no played, replacement played for Campbell. Well, he's played up. He's played in a few positions for Barnsley. Yeah, well, he, he, has he, he chucked him in at the back before. Uh, yeah, I don't, he is that player, isn't he? Where he, he works hard. Yeah, no one knows where. <laughs> yeah, he's grass. But I, I think if you play him alongside striker, he'd be a useful player. The problem is with with him. We all know his problem. Jacob Brown has no nothing at the end. He's like Aaron Lennon, who you were talking about earlier on. Yeah. Loads of pace. No end product. No end product. There's no nothing there. No end pass. Yeah. No shot. His cross went two foot off the ground every time. And and that's the thing. I've said, I've said it before. He did it at Luton when he played him off the striker at Luton. He's getting in behind. He's, he's, he's through one-on-one with the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper comes off his line. All he's got to do is pick left or right, and he just just decides to pass it. Yeah, but that's that's mentality. That is that's not ability. Yeah. I think I think Jacob Brown is best for the bench in coming on and in keeping that weight rate up and just hoping for a bit of summer drop. He hasn't got the quality. And the thing is that really lit yesterday is the lack of quality we have got in the top ends of the pitch for players that we paid good money for yeah. as well. And speaking of good money, I mean, I'm going to give Brown a five, just because he works so hard and he, he give that for Varna a right, a right thing, yeah. So what are you going to give? My number four. I, I don't. I, I really think he's not ready. He's not ready for the championship at the moment. I I, I just think he's a bench player. Mm-hmm. There's ability there, and, and he's young. So prove me wrong, like Campbell did. Yeah, give sure yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out the club. <laughs> I never live that now. <laughs> you go in the back of your shirt now. <laughs> right. So now we'll go on. For me, because I'm going to scratch that one out. The worst player on the pitch. A player that for me. I don't want to see him in the Stoke shirt again. I don't him. know why he plays for Stoke. I want him on back of my shirt, I do. And that's Sam Vokes. <laughs> I was I was sitting there watching the game and I was I was all the long balls were going up and I was going, is he gonna win one of these headers? And then finally one did. And he headed it nowhere near Matondo, who was over here, so he won the edit and just headed it beautifully into the path. If Benjamin Mendy, who went on to get through to the fourth goal. Brilliant assist, Sam Vokes, did brilliantly there. And not only that, what the hell was he doing? Shawcross, beautiful little edit, over the top, tap. one-on-one, little nift tap into the bottom corner, Stoke lead, different game. Yeah. Instead, he jumps for some reason and boots him up six yeah. yards over the he ball. jumps over the ball and then it goes... He didn't even go in the stand, I don't think, when he first did it. And this he is a man who's 30, nearly 32 years of age, played in cup, fights, cup quarter-finals for Wales and the Euros, played, I think, over 70 times of international football, played in the Premier League, got over 400 appearances, I think, in his entire career, and he doesn't know how to tap the ball in the back of the net. What's, what frightens me is, I was saying this last year, I, I, he had six months when he first come, where he thought... It's not bad. He got injured. He's come back, and I, I can't. 
It's just so bad. It, it, it doesn't get any easier to watch. He's, I can't ever remember a game this season where he's played or come off the bench and gone, they're all right this week. I can remember one last season, but he had a bit of a spell towards the end of last season where he did start putting a few performances and scored a goal at the goal or two. I've seen a lot of frustration on social media this weekend. But, but this week, Sam Vokes, Sam Vokes is, every ball he was beaten to, every time he did win the ball, which I think was three times, he headed it back to Leicester. And he did nothing, no movement, no nothing. I can remember Rami Rotondo had the ball, it was the only time we'll talk about him after, he had the ball and he was running, and Sam Vokes was just standing there next to a defender. Move, you yeah, lazy pig, get moving. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And your, your mood now towards Sam Vokes is how I was away at Derby last year. If I could have found something on the ground throw at him, I'd have thrown it because he was... Getting beaten in the air by people three foot small, smaller than him. Some dwarfs, but he's jumping up for the ball. Thinking, three foot two. Is that beat him? Is that up to your waist? Well, old Johnson. Just think. Just sort of watch him and think. You really. You're not just finished. You are finished. Finished. You can't even teach a young lad how to play. You shouldn't even be anywhere near a football club. You now, are done. To to be honest. I don't think he'd, he'll find a club now. I think he should retire. I've, I've gone that. I've got to that stage now because I've. Everybody well knows I've given time an opportunity to recover his situation. This, that, and the other. I don't think a working man's called a bloody man. But <laughs> he's, he's just not good enough no. in any shape or form. He just doesn't have the legs anymore to play first team football. Done no. for me. No, he's done. He's slow. He's. I would tell you what. I'd rather Danny Bat up front because at least he can score a goal, which we know of. He's he's a great aerial threat. He'd probably do a little knock on or whatever. I said I'd put Tom Ince up front before we put it Vokes on. And the thing is, people have even been talking now about bringing Benny Gifford, which I don't want that happen for God's sake. But he's better than Vokes. <laughs> I, I don't, they're just they, these two signings they made in that first year in the Premier League Championship. They've spent how much is it? Nearly, nearly twenty million pounds yeah. spent on these two lumps. Yeah. And Tyrese Campbell's come from the academy, who spent a million pound on. He's better than they've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understood the Benicophobia one only because his record at this level. But the Vokes one, yeah. like I say, we've spoke to people, Burnley fans before we went down. Fenish Vokes says he's done. Mm. He's done with. Next, next thing you see, oh, we're signing Vokes for nine million. You're yeah. thinking, oh my god! Yeah. Like I, I remember when we signed with a thought that that's what should have should have happened. But that should have happened when Gary Rowett was in charge. He suits a Gary Rowett yeah. because he's that fake striker that they all mark, and then Vidra drops behind and Inch yeah. comes in, and Tom Lawrence moves on. That works because it worked with David Nugent. Dave Nugent would be the fake striker, they'd all mark him, and then Vidra would pop round the side and score the goals. Yeah. But we didn't buy him for it, and Nathan Jones said, yeah, I'll have him. But that's why Fletcher and Campbell work, because everyone follows Campbell, because they're like, oh, he's quick, get, get, him, get him chased down, double mark him, and leave Fletcher open. And the thing is, Fletcher is an out-and-out goal scorer. And, that's, and they both do it. If you watch them when they're well, together, that's why they're a good partnership. 
Some of, sometimes they follow Fletcher because they go, oh, well, he's going to... And it leaves Campbell open. Yeah. And that's why that two works. And that's why, before Christmas, when they were both fit, we were playing well. Because yeah. then two have clicked. But if we lose either of them, then we fall apart. There's, well, there's nothing there. Well, we're going to talk about that later on. So we're going to talk about transfers. And we're going to talk about in-depth of the players. But for me, I'm going to give him a zero. Yeah. My first zero. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't no. give him anything else. Yeah. People might sit there and go, oh, that's harsh. I seriously can't give him anything else. No. He did nothing. Defensively, he did nothing. He's just a lump. There's no point to him at all. To be no. honest, Gregory would have put that away. A young kid in the academy would have put that away. Yeah. It's six yards out. All you have to do is touch it. Yeah. You just have to faintly touch it to one side. Not boot it six yards over the line. Right. I mean, I, I watched a bit of a live watch along on Leicester, and it went through, and they were all like, oh, no. And, the, and he kicked it over the bar, and he went, oh, what a great clearance from Vokes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. But the yeah. thing is, I'll give him a zero. I, what are you going to give him? I can't give him a... If I could give him a minus, I would. So you know how much it is. Well, you can, you can give him a minus. I'll give him a minus one. Right, minus one for him. <laughs> Here's minus. Do you know what the Sentinel will give him? Four, go on. Five. They you give him a five. I Sam Vokes, don't they? I reckon they're trying to cheer him up because I saw an article on Twitter saying, why can't we self-isolate Sam Vokes? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, to be honest I, I, I want him to never play again. I, I want somebody hide him somewhere yeah. or lock him in the changing room. I don't know where Vokes is, boss. Oh, no, we need him. We don't really do. No. But so Danny leave from the back of a Range Rover. <laughs> Blacked out windows. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, and I'm, uh, people think I'm lying. I would prefer Danny Bat up front yeah. to Sam Burks. Well, I, I know it's getting desperate when I said I wanted Tom Ince up front. Is yeah, like I know a, that was that was a low point for you though. Yeah, but the thing is, Tom Ince, <laughs> when, Tom Ince when he first comes Stoke, he scored goals. He did. Yeah, he did under Gary Rout. Gary Rout knows how to play him though, because Gary Rout's the only one who's ever got him playing. Well, it turns out that PSG might know how to play him and all. No, I was just winding up with it, was, it, was, it, was, no, it, it is a French club, but we'll talk about them in the transfer room as yeah. we get to them. Right, so now we'll go and see, obviously the subs were Nathan Collins came on, um, super new star Robbie Matondo came on, I think had one touch, um, and who was the other one? Oh, Jordan Thompson came in. But first we'll give Michael, Michael O'Neill a rating. Now, I think he started, started the system, I think he got it right, other than playing Vokes. He got the system right, so I'll give him... I'll give him a five, and the only reason he drops down to a five, his subs made no sense. Yeah. His subs were poor. I don't know why he didn't take off Ryan yeah. later on yeah. and put Nathan, Collins, in, uh, put yeah. Nathan Collins on for Ryan, because he was clearly getting leggy. You could see him blowing. Yeah. We were 2-0 down, we just didn't want to get embarrassed, which is what ended up happening. Yeah. Bring Collins on for Shawcross. He's, he's done well. He's got 60 minutes behind him, 70 minutes behind him. Bring him off. Let's get Collins in now. Let's freshen that back line up so nothing else sneaks through. I don't know why he didn't bring Matondo on for yeah. Vokes and put Brown alongside him. Because Brown is a good knock on that. He's a good centre forward for me. And he's not that slow either. And he's not slow either. So he's a useful player. And, and bring Matondo on to play that kind of Tyrese role where he can drop to the wings but maybe move inside. Yeah. I would have done that. And Jordan Thompson should have come on for Obi McCall because he wasn't fit and dropped Joe Allen back into the holding midfield role. Yeah, because Thompson's, to be fair to Thompson, he's not been playing too badly, really. I think, I think to be honest, looking at Jordan Thompson, I think he's a, a bit of a replacement for Sam Lucas. They do remind me of each other now. 
The more I watch him in central midfield, they do remind me of each other. I think Thompson needs a run of games. Well, he has had a run of games. He had a run of games while mm. Lucas was injured, and he's done all right. I, I don't mind Thompson, apart from that missing that city he missed not long ago. I just don't want to start getting into that same old trap of players t- playing on the on the Saturday because they're a name. Mm, like do you know what I mean? Now. Because everyone, when Mikel walked for, he's 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 won Premier Leagues and he's played for Chelsea. Well, for my memory, he was always a sub for Chelsea. Yeah, to be honest, he, barely, he was barely ever first choice. Michael Essien played Michael week Essie, in, and then, week out. And then it was Kante towards the right end of, end of his yeah. Chelsea time. And let's be honest, since he's left Chelsea, he hasn't well, really... I think Mikel was there when, when uh, McAuley was there towards the back end of his career. Yeah, on the back end of McAuley yeah. if we went back to Marseille. But the, the, Jones Asia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he was, there, he was there for 12 years and only played 250-odd times. Yeah, tells you a lot which shows you he was never yeah. fierce. But I'm not, we're not here to slag off Jerry Miguel because I think he is better than what we've got. Yeah, but I don't want players to just be playing because of the name. If I think, think only Miguel played and did 90 minutes because he wanted to get him fit for the championship again. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because to be honest, I don't know why Jordan Cousins has been dropped because he has been good since he's come in. Yeah. Anyway, tactic. That's why I'm going to give him a low mark. I mean, what are you going to give Mark Looney? I'm going to be a bit harsh here and give him a four. And the the reason is, is I'm still got that same frustration I've had with, to be honest, the last three managers. Is we've got one or two players at this club who, for me, they haven't been good enough since they come. Now, if you look at other clubs how they're doing it now. Why don't we start looking at more of the youth team players? At the end of the day, Leicester, you've got Leicester on Saturday. They're third in the Premier League. You know full well that all, all four our lads won't keep up with them. So, for me, it's, it's dead in the water before you start. Why don't we? Vokes, you aren't good enough. I'd more prefer you get someone out of the youth team to come in and play. Let's have a look at some of these kids. Well, this would have been a perfect chance. Chance to play him. This would have been a perfect chance for Mo Sanko getting 90 minutes, this would have been, if he hadn't put... Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, is the problem is, Vogue stands there, he misses that chance, he puts his shirt over his head, oh, I've missed. What happens if a kid comes on instead and shows you up for what you are? He might give him the right kick up his arse he needs. Because the reality is, I've seen one or two players this weekend for other clubs... Come in, make the debut, 18, 19 years old, and play really well yeah, for him. But that has happened. He has been showing up. Tyrus Campbell's showed him up. Tyrus Campbell's showed all that. But the thing is, Tyrus Campbell's now a first team player. He's our best player. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, for me, you look at it on paper, all right, fair enough, every manager will sit there and say, we're good enough when any game, we're this, that, and the other. The reality is, Leicester will come and destroy, because we are not fit enough for that. So why didn't you think, I'll tell you what, Vokes, you finished. We'll get one of the kids play. I would have just played one of the kids. Got someone out of the youth team, someone out of the reserves, and get him in. Get him back game time. I know what he's doing. Because of Fletcher's injury, we're going to talk about Fletcher in a minute when we talk about transfers. But the problem is with... He likes to have the tall man with with the small man when he plays three at the back thinking that they can bounce off each other or whatever. Jacob Brown in the finisher and neither Sam Vokes. So it nullifies everything. It really does. And I believe that, for me, Jacob Brown has got enough assets about him to be a centre-forward, to be the knock-on man. Yeah. But then who's your play up front? That's the other problem. Because I think he's brought Brown in to be a replacement for Tyrese Campbell. But he's nowhere near the same level. 
for me, this is where the transfer window becomes very important, mm-hmm. especially this season. If we want to realistically get in the playoffs, we've got to get some business done. Yeah, but what a lot of the frustration comes from sometimes is, as we've pointed out before, Sam Vokes comes in nine million pounds. He's been the biggest waste of nine million pounds you could ever have. Yeah, but if you have a chat, no, but what I'm saying is, if you have someone from the youth team, you you play Leicester third in the Premier League, you know your chances are minimal. If he comes in, doesn't do well, you can't say that you haven't you haven't sort of looked at it and gone, you know, it's worth a shot. Once he's been playing well in the youth team, yeah, but I can't. I, the problem is I can't think of a striker at the moment who isn't as youth academy. That Carry Carry, whatever his name is, he's he's left. Sanko's obviously left. So I, I don't really know who's doing well up front. Yeah, but I just, like I say, he could come back and it doesn't work. But the reality is, if you sat there with 10, 15 Stoke fans and gone, well, it was either him or Vokes who'd have gone, yeah, fair point, fair, fair point, bring the kid in. You're not going to slate the kid, it's cost nothing. The thing is, we it's like we have, every time we're struggling or we've got a few problems, right, transfer market, who are we going to bring in? Uh, I don't know who's available and, and we just end up getting the second rate third rate fourth choice striker when the reality is so we need to start looking at the youth team more can't keep all the time well, to be fair we have done this season and Nathan Collins has come through Suter's come through yeah um, I can't fault him on the defence side the, the, o- the only problem the only problem the, I mean Bergic obviously has come through as well but the, the, the thing that annoys me where was Verlinden Valinden's fit again now. Valinden's Why isn't Valinden getting the opportunity I, I to play? I don't understand. I think he's fell out with him. Because the reality is, look at the Derby game last year when he got injured. The Derby game, he come off the bench, we were 4-0 down, and if he'd have come on earlier, we might make that game look a bit more respectable. Because he was charging at them, he was taking them on left side, right side, and he's dangerous. But I, for I some reason, I love him, I do. I think he's got a big future. And that, that's another thing what I don't understand because Jacob Brown in the right winger. And to be honest, I could, every time we play four at the back and we play against anyone with any pace, you quickly, the problem with left back and right back comes of age. Why aren't we spending some good money and bringing these right backs? And we'll go into the transfer window now. I mean, you give them a four. What I don't understand is with the transfer rumours, but this season, I've, this January, I, I can't knock what's going on. We've brought Rabbi Matondo and he's the first one through the door. But the problem is with Rabbi Matondo, and I've, I, I said I thought to myself this this morning. The thing is with Rabbi Matondo, he's 20 years of age and he is a raw talent. I was speaking to some Schalke fans on, on their talk channel, Schalke TV, whatever it is. And I was talking to him and they were saying, what's his problem? The problem is he goes missing in games. He needs a good run and then he might turn into something. But we've brought him on loan. Is he going to be ready to go out there and be a Campbell and be a five, six, no. seven, a goal season striker? No. So He's... realistically, if we'd brought him in permanently, I'd go brilliant signing, absolutely brilliant. Because he, in the future, he could be a regular first team player that could be worth 30, 40, 50 million. But he's come from a Schalke team that eight points adrift at the bottom of the league. Yeah, he would change the manager three times. In this that. season alone, in so as far as morale goes, and forget his, his football ability, what's his mood like? Is he, I just want to get out of Schalke because it's it's terrible, it's toxic? Well, 
it's not it's the waters aren't that they're a bit choppy still here it's too good well they are and they aren't are they? but i think it's a lot better than it was now oh, oh yeah you know. in in the last 12 months it's you... a good signing on paper because i mean a lot of it i've seen he's already got seven caps for wales as well man city deemed him as the new raheem sterling then let him go which i hate it when people say yeah i hate that, i hate it. I, I feel sorry for the player he's the next next he's wayne rooney <laughs> well who's the other one <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing about it but the thing is this lad's rapid quick and, and to be fair in the leicester game when i think it was all bright and run clear he caught up with him he was miles behind and he speeded through and he's, yeah. he is exactly what we've been after but and i know there is talks going on that we're trying to get him done so we can buy payment at the end of the season on £8 million. Now, this is more like it. This is what I've been saying and saying for a long time. This is more like it. Bring in young lads with deals to try and get them done permanently. He doesn't want to be at Shelker anymore. He wants to come back to Britain. He wants to get playing football. He wants to get his career started. This is a young lad that wants to go somewhere. But if we don't get him permanently, it's just going to be a waste of time. We need something in there now where we get him with £8 million at the end of the season but it still gives us that option to have a look at him towards the end of the season and go ooh he might not be good enough well it's not about being good enough because he's 20 years of age as a kid you know, but he could, what I'm saying is, is we've been too hasty to go we'll have him for £20 million, and they still not be terrible at least with a loan spell first you can go at the end of the season yeah but if he you know, but if he does come into the squad now and scores 15 championship goals he's not coming to can't see it. You, you can't see, but you don't know. We, we yeah, can't. We can't read. The thing is, I, you I, said Campbell was going to be crap, but no, I said Campbell's not ready. <laughs> yeah, he might not be ready. Yeah, never said he was crap. He's not ready. Is he? <laughs> and it proved my point. Been on two low spells. Come back, different player. But the thing is, what I'm saying is that with with a player like that who's such a gifted young player, I mean, he's he was playing for Schalke at eighteen, nineteen. He was around the Man City squad at sixteen, seventeen. This player's obviously got talent. In, in little stints of it, his pace is one thing that we're crying out for. Yeah. But the thing is with him, he plays on the left. Now, we know James McLean, who we'll talk about in a minute because of what he said recently. He could be the perfect replacement for James McLean, not just for now, but for the next five, six, seven. If he isn't quite good enough to be, I don't know, a Man City player or a Chelsea player, we can have him for 15 years playing on that left-hand side. That that's the difference. Yeah. It's only eight million pound. Yeah. When you bring a thirty-one year old for five million pounds and James McLean, who's going to last what three seasons at max, and you're not going to get any money back for him. No. That's the thing. So he might not be ready now, but in a year, two years time, he might be peak it till about twenty-five. Yeah. You? Well, yeah. It's only certain players are going to Some are later, but the thing is, if he comes in that next season. And it's 16 championship goals and helps us fly up the league and become a top team because he's, he's had that off a season to knuckle in and get ready. Otherwise, we're just going to do it where we bring him in on loan and then he goes at the end of the season and goes to, I don't know, Fulham or, or some yeah. Brighton or somewhere like that and get it done. Yeah. Like, he's the one that makes sense because he's desperate to get away from there. Yeah. Schalke know they're going to go down, so they'll need to free up money. Get it done. Yeah. It's not hard. An eight million pound ain't gonna break the bank before everyone starts jumping down. Financial fair play. Fuck financial fair play. We want to go up. We yeah. want to make money. We want to start bringing in young lads that can create money. And I think it's a great signing for Stoke if we can get in 
the clause where we get him for six to eight million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I still see it as a, as a work in progress a bit because at the end of the day, last year, we were still shipping goals. Games we won, we were still conceding to him. And then this year, we've been a lot more solid. He sorted the defence out largely. Yeah. And, and I do see it as, as a long-term project. I know some fans might not want to hear that, but I, do, I just think if we go up too soon, we could end up being the whipping boys. I want us to go up with a, a decent enough squad to stay up. Well, the thing comes with it is that if you if you build with young players, and you've seen so many teams do, Wolves still do it now. If you build a team with good quality young players, they'll develop and get stronger. If Norwich go up, they might not even have to spend any money at all mm-hmm. to stay in that league because those young players like Cantwell, like Buandeye, like um, what's his name, Aaron, Aaron's Max Aaron's that centre back who's young who's yeah. replaced Ben Godfrey. These are all young lads that are only going to get stronger and better with the more experience and more confidence they get. So, Stoke, I think, are following the suit, and that's what I'm impressed with under Michael O'Neill, because when he's bringing in experienced players, he's getting them for nothing. So that if any, if they aren't good enough, making up the he numbers. can shift them quick. Yeah. Right, get rid of him. Get his contract up, get rid of him. Like John Obi Mikel, if the end of the season, if his performances are really dropping, and Cousin comes in, bye-bye. Yeah. His contract's up at the end of the season. Yeah. Ta-ra. Yeah. Thanks for everything done. Good luck in the there's no, There's no hang-up with these these experienced lads. If it doesn't work, they're through the door. Yeah, they're gone. That's yeah. the best way. But with a Matondo, I understand the five-year deal. He's 20 years of age and you're protecting an asset. Because if he scores, to say he joins permanently in January, scores seven goals this season and absent to the playoffs or we miss out, get him permanently and then next season... Push on. Push on, he scores 18 goals. He's worth 40 to 50 million yeah. for someone we paid 8 million for. Yeah. That's that's how it works. Yeah. You've got to be quick, and you? You've got to look at like Ollie Watkins, aren't you? Yeah, that's how, that's how you've got to modernise. goals, I think. You've got to modernise. What was great at work? What was great at work? John came up to me. He goes, mm, bloody hell, you're in the broad of it. Going back to the foreign market, aren't you? He was like, foreign market? <laughs> Well, he brought a foreign chap in on me from thingy because he speaks like he's dead funny, Johnny. Quite racist. Don't, 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 can't have But he's like, he's like going, hmm. That's why when he, so he like talking to him, well, another racist, I think. It's dead funny. But he, he comes up to give us foreign lines, he goes, he ain't foreign. He goes, Robbie Matondo, the sound of the sound. That's very granddaddy. Well, he is that age. Yeah. He's got the 60s now. And I go, Johnny's Welsh. He goes, what? <laughs> he's Welsh he's played seven times for Wales oh he does sound Welsh yeah because you're racist <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter at the end of the day I think it's a good signing the other players are being linked to have been linked to Keenan Davies from Aston Villa a tall powerful striker that's apparently when he first came through was their star of the academy he's like their Calvin Lewin of the Villa Academy a player that we've been linked to on alone until the end of the season we've been linked to Odafemi as well from Southampton a player that I would love to come on loan, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that one I don't think could happen because he is in and around the Southampton squad, so I can't see them letting him go. Been linked to awesome. Harry Pickering, is he? Pickering from... Which was great, some of the mime, memes that were coming up, the Ronnie Pickering one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he plays the crew. He's, a, he's supposed to be rapid, quick, a good young lad. You've got like 18 assists last season in the League 2. Yeah, so. to be honest, I'd, I'd have him anyway. To be honest, if you're going for a million, I'd have him. 
just in case he's back up, he's going to call me away. So what? I suppose was... it just depends on what sort of system he's looking at playing in there. Well, I, from everything I'm reading and everything I'm getting online, he does like four at the back, three in the midfield, a winger on each side, and then a striker. But at the moment, because we we just haven't got any creativity up there really. We're cleaning it quick enough. Tommins we isn't good isn't good enough. We know. We 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 linked around Matondo. He's finally come in. He's more known for the left side. as more of a left winger. We've been linked to Jack Clark, who had a, who was brilliant for Leeds. Yeah. And then at the end, at the start of the season, joined Tottenham, went out loan to I think Millwall, where he didn't really play. But apparently he's lightning quick and he's got good tricks. That one sort of died away a bit though. There's, we don't know if that one's not going to happen now because he's gone back for, back to Tottenham. He had yeah. an off-season loan spell. We've been linked to. Um, somebody else as well but I can't think of his name the lad who was at Blackpool last season oh Grand, Grand, I can't see his name I'm not <laughs> going to go there Armand what was at Blackpool yeah but the thing is he's 28 he's just joined a club in, in Greece and he had a worked out scored I think two goals and 15 appearances no we'll leave it we've been linked to Jack Byrne Republic of Ireland striker that failed at Bolton and even failed on a loan spell at Farnborough but then went to Shamrock Rovers and scored, I think, 40 goals in two seasons. It's a tough place, Farber. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, to be honest. But he, he did well at Shamrock Rovers and Stoke were trying to get him last season when his contract was up, but he decided to go with Mick McCarthy to Cyprus, who got sacked about a week into his first... I wouldn't want to go anywhere with Mick McCarthy, to be honest. No. <laughs> but the thing is, I think he gave him his Ireland star. There's some link with Ireland. I know he's Irish, but there's a link there. Now, if we, could, if we could have had him for nothing on a free transfer, I would have taken the gamble because of the goals he scored at Shamrock. I would have gone, all right, give him a two-year deal. But the problem is now, the rumours are it's a loan till the end of the season and a £3 million deal, and he'll probably want a three-, four-year contract, yeah. which is too much of a gamble left. So for me, that one's out the window. Um, and one that I would like happen is Alfie Doggerty from Charlton. Yeah. A player that is rapid, quick. That's all he wants, pace. That's all he needs. Wing-wise, we just need pace. Is he quick? We'll have him. (laughs) Is he like Lennon? But can he cross? Right, we'll have him. (laughs) Get him in. Get him signing that. Lennon, get him in. (laughs) Just anyone with pace. Now, he plays on the right side, so you can clearly see what he's trying to do. He's trying to get pace on the left and right to nullify that we've lost Tyrese Campbell to get us up the pitch, creating chances. Yeah. That's that's the thing, isn't it? We, the, the lads who are playing up front just need that support, don't they? And There's the no moment, pace. We're yeah. having to move as an entire force up the pitch and then back. It's like it's like the it's like the bus, but it's the travelling bus. It's like up, down, yeah. up, yeah. down. It's a bit like a war. Retreat, <laughs> forward, retreat, <laughs> forward. All of you, forward, yeah. back, forward. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we've had no links for folks leaving. No, we haven't. But one has gone. Big loss. Big loss to the club. And that's Andy Lonergan. Off to West Brom. Off to West Brom on a free transfer. Yeah, I mean, Jumping on the sinking ship by all sounds of things. Well, he's played one game in four years, so he, I don't think he cares where he goes, really, as long as he's getting paid, to be honest. <laughs> he did make one game in his two-month... It was one month... No, not even a month, was it? Three-week contract... Did make one appearance in the Carabao Cup 3 1 defeat. So, so we, you know, he's not going to get a statue, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Uh, there's rumours, massive rumours, 
that Tom Ince could be going fourth place in the French league at Lille on loan till the end of the season. Crazy. I've seen a few crazy links. And Montpellier as well in the yeah. French league. I think someone in Italy is interested in him as well. I think, yeah, some new AC Milan or someone like that's got a bit of an interest in him. Yeah. I don't, I, they mustn't have watched him play. No. He watched him now. He'll, he'll go somewhere, play up front and score 30 goals. Paul Ince. <laughs> no, no, he retired. It's Tom Ince. Oh, he must be good. He's <laughs> Yeah, we did that with Tyrus Cameron. Cam, what, the one who scored for Benfica? Get him in. <laughs> Yeah, it's strange. But then again, look at Chapu Moting. I mean, to be he's got the best agent of all time. He has. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. He's left Stoke and won two, two titles. About on the verge of a third in the German league. Yeah. He must laugh every day. So. He's got he's got a runners up medal in the Champions League as yeah. well. What's going on here? Yeah. He couldn't even put two performances together at Stoke. Yeah. If you're talking about a blagger, he wins. On <laughs> I don't. Stoke. I don't know. Shakiri's up there. Yeah, he made his gone. debut this season. He yeah. won a Champions League and a Premier League. He didn't even kick a ball last season. When he was there, wanting number one at the front of the queue. Yeah, last so time, throwing the trophy around. Yeah. How many games did he play? Four. But look at me. Ref, how many minutes are left? Three. Right, I'll take my suits off. On your left, Shakira will give you a game. Go on, mate. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. But yeah, this he knows his career's done when he gets a game against the under 18s. I mean, there's not, no, apart from Ravi, there hasn't really been a lot concrete at the moment. It's just transfer rumours. I knew that Albafemi one wasn't going to happen because he's, a, he, like I say, I think he's made 17 appearances this season for Southampton. So it's he's a, around their first team. January's always, it, at this point, I mean, what we are now is about the 10th. It, it's, yeah. it's, nothing ever happens, does it, So later on? It does. My theory is... A lot of them are already done. They just wait for Jim White at the end. So let's <laughs> that's, that's make us look good here. Yeah. We've already signed everybody we want. We just he, well, the Viper, who hasn't had a mention for a while, he obviously famously got caught on a picture when Crouchy got signed. He, he misses deadline day. He won't admit it, but he, he does miss it. And he, I can remember because he used to have day off work. So he could sit and watch it. We know what he was doing. He went up the ground. <laughs> and I, I think... Who was it? Somebody said they saw him around the training ground. That was when Roll Up Man was on, rolling a, rolling a, a fag on the, on the telly, and, and everyone said, Roll Up Man, every time they beamed to him, he was rolling a, rolling a fag. Every time. Oh. I, I mean, to be fair, I have to admit, when, it, when, it, when we were in the Prem, if I could get half a day on, on transfer deadline day, I would. Oh yeah, we're like back the to the Pulis, yeah. Yeah, Pulis. yeah, what? Pulis loved a deadline day, yeah. we'll have to say that. Especially when Jim White come on, made a big deal yeah. about the side of Well, I remember come. once we made four signings on deadline day in the summer and January. when Jerome come? I think, with Jerome, I think there was quite a few on one day, weren't there? There was a few out as well, because Lawrence left. Yeah, because Cameron was the quiet one, because I think we brought Crouch, Palacios, and then Cameron Jerome came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Liam Lawrence left. By a fax machine, if yeah. I remember right. They yeah, the old, the old, the yeah. It's all fax now. Yeah. That's what failed under Hay. It was literally fax to sign and it didn't come through on it time. Through, yeah. <sighs> Email would have been better, wouldn't <laughs> it? I know we had printed it off. With WhatsApp, Jim. He's contract. That's right with Daniel James as well, when he should have gone Leeds and then at the end of the season went United instead. And now Leeds want him back, so United don't want him. bought a better fax machine. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But uh, I mean, speaking of, you've got Keenan Davies who. I don't, I don't know. When it comes down to loan, some of these are different to Matondo, where it's like, I wouldn't mind loaning him, then judging if we want to sign him at the end of the season or if there's anything we can do for free. Have we heard anything about 
because there's rumours of Atterberg coming back, the, the terminating the loan or something. I think the old arguments are all crap. Yeah. So you just won't get him. The thing is with Atterberg, Michael O'Neill was right because there was a lot of uproar about when he, he loaned him out. One that you know he hasn't given him time. This that and the other. He had a poor spell at Getafe, who didn't really want to keep him. And now wherever he is now is it in Turkey is now is it Fenerbahce he's somewhere yeah. isn't he? How much is in Getafe? No, that was last season. The last season, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in Turkey this season, and now they want cut that short. So he's another one that it's a strange one because I I thought he was quite a good player. I, I thought he had the attitude. I thought he had the right attitude as well. But it's obviously strong and he's quick. He's strong. He's like he reminds me of if he. In Zonzi, but about the quality, he's good at running with the ball, he's good at getting the ball up the bench. Yeah, he's he's a strong running, powerful, yeah. strong running. But to be honest, from everything that we're hearing outside, his attitude stinks. Yeah. So get rid of him. Yeah. You know, if we can if we can get rid of these players, get rid of them. I know it's hard because they're on big contracts, but this is what these are the players that really annoy me, and it's why I have a big big dislike to them. Like now your Vokes and your and your Tommy Smiths and all these players that we've got on contracts, but the problem is it's like Tommy Smith's contracts up at the end of the next season. And going into a different subject, and now also I forgot there's that right back from Scotland that I definitely think we should be signing the Motherwell right back, which I can't remember his name. I think it's McDermott, yeah. something like that. He's supposed to be the best right back in Scotland. Now if we can get him for nothing, get him done. Yeah, he's got to be better than Tommy Smith. We we saw that yesterday. Um, but what was I going to say there? Oh, wow, you've got some news about James McLean, haven't you? Have I? <laughs> I thought you said he, had, he wanted to leave or something. No, I I just read a lot of people had sort of changed their views on him online this week, saying that he's got to go. He, he if he's the first name to go alongside after Vokes, and I thought. I don't think he's been that terrible, has he, really? Um, he's not really, but he's been a bit in and out the side, hasn't he? To be honest, with Matondo coming in, I, I don't know, because we aren't playing wingers, are we? I mean, he's, to be honest, James McLean, he's not the same player as he was last season. And I, I know that's because we aren't playing wingers or whatever, because he obviously doesn't trust the back line. And, and certain, sometimes... Players don't get that rubber green, but there was a weird thing at the start of the season with McLean, and I don't think it's cleared up. Where he got dropped, and I can't I can't remember. It was right at the start of the season, where yeah. McC- McLean got dropped and Tyman was coming in. And he's, he's done me out a bit, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, don't, I think it sort of fell apart since then. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be going at the end of the season. There was an article not was it last week or the week before saying about that. Mark Bering had said about Arnie that he spats and he's bitch fits and stuff like that during the week at Stoke were put up with because he could win you the match on Saturday and it's something that Roy Keane said about Cantona as well that he got away with murder because on Saturday he'd win you the football match and that was that was that the problem is with McLean he's a bit bitch fit he isn't he and throws his toys out the pram yeah yeah but isn't winning many football matches. No, he hasn't, he hasn't, especially this season, he hasn't been putting the performances in. I, I know he's out of position, but if my the thing is, I can understand where where McLean is because he's right at the end of his career. I think he's thirty two now, thirty one, thirty two. Mm. He hadn't got long, and if he ain't going to play left wing, then 
you might as well go, really. Yeah. <coughs> and it's obviously writings on the wall with a few of these players, Tommy Smiths, a few others. Like they're not. It's like Bauer's still at the club. There's there's loads of players that need go still. Mm. Vokes is now on the list. Ince is now on the list. Tommy Smith's now on the list. You've probably got Etebo. You've got you've got probably um, Cousins on the list. So yeah, it's like I mean, you've got the, the thing with Cousins and Smith and, and McLean and stuff like that, I can't sort of sit there and, and sort of question their like, fighting for the cause sort of thing. Because the thing is, they'll turn up and they will play. And whether they play well or not so irrelevant, they will play and they're not... They're coming in, they're doing the job to the best they can and that's that. It's the other ones that we've had problems with where they're taking somebody else's place. Because I sat there earlier on sort of ranted about using the kids. If them sort of three or four weren't actually at Stoke, then some of these kids probably would have a place in that squad. Because that, that's all they are taking. They're taking somebody else's place. And some of them are neither at the club, they're on loan... Or they're not even getting in the first team anyway. Yeah. And, th- and that's the thing. Normally, like, you see some teams, I mean, Harvey mentioned it on his blog, didn't he, about Liverpool having their second choice right back as a young kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we haven't got that place. Our second choice is Bauer. Because Edwards is on loan. Yeah. So, well, our second choice is at the moment our first choice, which is... Nathan Collins, really. He's a better right back than Thomas because he can defend for a kickoff. The the fact is there's holes all over the place. I know where we need fix everything, which will fix a lot of the problems. We need a left back, we need a right back, we need another right winger. Get rid of Vince and bring another right winger in so we can get two. Doc T and probably that Jack Clark would be two guns. They've got it they've got to look into into bringing youth into this team and it's not gonna be cheap and it's gonna take time. <clears throat> like that Doherty, apparently, the rumours in the week that the deal was pretty much done. Uh, but now Bournemouth have been interested. There's a few other clubs interested, so I think that's going to crumble now. Yeah, you look, uh, at, you look at six to seven names that have been mentioned. You, you're lucky if you get... I always think you're lucky if you get three for the six. If you, yeah. In any transfer window. Because I think Stoke could get Keenan Davis if they wanted him from Villa. If they wanted him, they could get him, to be honest. I don't really know much about him, to be honest, Keenan Davis. I know, I know there was a lot of um, hype about him when he first came through because of his his performances for the England youth family Villa youth. So there was a lot of high praise of him, but I don't really know a lot about him. But he is no. twenty two, so he needs to start playing football. Yeah, and if it's not with Villa, if it's not with Villa, then you have to start looking at where is it going to be. Yeah, and it's not far for him either. That's yeah. another thing. It's up the road, so. Which is always handy, really. Yeah, I mean, looking at him now, he hasn't had a loan spell yet. With the first season in the Championship, he played a lot of football. He played about 38 games. Altogether, he's played 62 games and got two goals up front for Aston Villa. Well, completely going in blind, is he? He's played some football. Yeah, he's from Stevenage. He joined Villa in 2016. So he's been there a while, mainly through the academy, and bled through, got three caps and two goals for the England 20 side, they got to the final. So, to be honest, it could be another one that might be worth a go, but at the end of the day, I'd take him over Vokes. 
I'd take him on loan over Vokes until the end of the season. I'd take the postman over Vokes, to be honest. Because the funny thing was, I was talking to a Sheffield Wednesday fan this week, and I was talking to him about Stephen Fletcher and why he got rid of him, because we, we think he's brilliant and this, that and the other. And he, goes to, he said this to him, he said, how many times has he played over five games in a row? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, tell me how many times he's been injured in your first season. Three four so. times, And he, I said, well, it's probably three or four times. And he said, that doesn't go away. Yeah, injury prone. And he, he said to I said, so is that why he got, he goes, we knew his contract was up, so we decided to get rid because we couldn't rely on him. Yeah. And I said, he said, the problem is with Stephen Fletcher, we loved him. We think he was a brilliant striker. He had all the qualities we were looking for. The problem is we were building pushes for promotion with Fletcher up front and he was scoring goals, this, that and the other. Then he'd get injured. Yeah. Then he'd come back, play four or five games, then he'd get injured. Play six, seven games, then get injured. And he said it was all the time. For the last two years at Sheffield Wednesday, you couldn't build anything behind him no, because no. he was constantly getting knocks all the time. Which then makes you sort of like a super sub, doesn't it? Because you can't yeah. be relied on for first team all the time. Yeah. You're better off being on the bench and yeah. see if you can make an impact from the bench. And this is why there was only Stoke who were interested in a two-year deal. Mm. No one else would give him more than a year because yeah. he wanted to see how his injury problems were coming on. And to be honest, he's in his fourth injury now yeah. and it's only just past Christmas. Yeah, you could double that next year. Well, yeah, because he'll be a year old and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. So, realistically, we're looking for a replacement for, for Stephen Fletcher. Mm. That's our job now in the next couple of weeks. In the next what couple do you... I suppose you've got to look at it from O'Neill's point of view. To, to steady the ship, you're going to have some little bumps here and there. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sitting here complaining that Stephen Fletcher's been a poor signing because he hasn't, he's been good. From the games I've seen him, and especially his link up with Campbell, he's been brilliant. Yeah. But I, I see what he means. He does get. He, he does seem to last five games and gets yeah. knackered, and if he plays too many, he gets injured. Yeah. So I, I could see what it is. He's obviously got an underlying problem yeah. that isn't going to go away soon. And I think that's wrapped up. Is there anything else we need to cover on transfer windows? I don't think we took a breath there, have we, for an hour? No. But I want Ronnie Pickering. I mean, Harry Pickering. Harry Pickering. Yes, man. We forgot to do the quiz question, but that'll be back next week. I'm thrashing you 2 1 at the moment, so it's my game. I'm not to cover this week. There's a lot covered because we haven't done one for a long time. The, the Leicester match was a bit of a. Damn squid. But to be to be fair, it was men against boys because they are the top Premier League side now. We we'll keep forgetting that Leicester aren't a small club anymore. They're a big fish now. Yeah. The the like of Man United, well not Man United, but the like of an Everton or somebody of that elk. They sign really well as well. When you every time you look at people they bring in, you think he's quite like quality. I mean, Sealemans is a good sign yeah. for the money. But this is what for. this is what that's what happens. Leicester are a perfect example. Of what what happens if you make sure you get your first choice signings. Perfect example. When we were missing out on Witzel and Delict and all these other players because we didn't want to pay that extra money. Mm-hmm. If they haven't learned from it now and we go up and not do it again, then a good question came in as well that I forgot from Viper, which is rare, and he heard about Bitcoin as well. <laughs> he was he said to me, if Stoke get promoted to the Premier League, can you see him spending a hundred million pounds in their first season? No. No, that's what worries me. That's why I said that I'd more prefer go up with a young, hungry team that, that have got potential. Because the thing is, you know full well that as soon as that bank balance starts tipping over 20 million, the Coke family have an absolute 
all the time don't they? about the brass stuff and yeah well I don't think I read somewhere we we never broke 20 million pound Barry in the in a window well, that's, that's got to change well that's why Pulis kept the job as long as he did because he bargained, you bring people in, problem players or people that the, who've just been relegated or people out of contracts and, and, yeah. and get the best out of them because the thing with Tony is he's a coach more than a manager. He knows how to get the best out of a player. Oh, yeah, he knew where a player played. He, yeah. he, knew, he knew a character as yeah. well. That's the thing. He didn't always bring people in on ability. He brought them in on character. He brought them, brought them in for a player that's good at his position and yeah. does his job. Because he? he couldn't have coped with the people like Arnie. Oh no, Arnie wouldn't have lasted. Really got farted, Even though he was he was scouting, it was, yeah, yeah. It was him who was trying to get him through over the line, but because he what he, he was actually he was actually Pulis's idea to start looking at European bats here, basically start bringing in European problem players. A lot of them problem man. players though would have struggled on the Pulis. Oh yeah, Shakiri would have been, would have been, would have been, well, Shakiri. I don't think he would have gone for Shakiri anyway. That was a Mark Hughes signing that one. But yeah, that's another show, and that's another one done, I reckon. Yeah, we've got to keep some back for each week, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, because we can keep going, I mean, it's an hour odd now, so we'll have to go. Right, you know where we are, we're on all podcast platforms, soon going to be on Amazon as well. Amazon? Just Amazon playlist, yeah, I've got to figure that out, never easy. Uh, on Acast, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, because somebody asked me the other day, where are you? And I said, everywhere! I said we're yeah. everywhere. We're locked down. Shouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be anywhere, but we're everywhere. We're in your ears everywhere. And uh, we're on all podcast platforms. Make sure you join the Potters group on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I don't really do much on Twitter, but I'm, I am trying. Uh, we are on about doing some midweek stuff with Zoom and making some videos on any any apps, apps things that happen during the week because we've got plenty of time now. Let's be honest. Yeah, we are exactly busy. So, <laughs> none of us are busy we've got nothing to do other than count chickens or whatever but thanks for listening Tyrell Tyrell all the best <laughs>